Hello, adventurers. Welcome back to the CritCast podcast. We're uploading new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, thanks for joining us again as we resolve some very heavy things from last week. Um, I'm joined by my adventurers here. Uh, we can go through the basic introductions, if you don't mind, uh, who you're playing, what you look like, and then we'll go into a recap of the events that have happened. Um, I'll start with uh, Idana. Alrighty. Um, I am Idana Tiradon. I am a Dampier rogue from Neverwinter. Um, I am in my mid-twenties, and I am out here in the Tent Towns area, uh, exploring and mostly trying to get away from society so as to not hurt too many people around me. Perfect. Um, Tobias. I am a... Local fisherman, renowned in my ability to fish solo. I am a large man, uh, in auburn hair and beard, weathered skin. Uh, I am a fighter and just a good time to be around. <laughs> Perfect device. Uh, and Torval. I'm Torval Craghands. I am a dwarf. Um, fairly short, dwarf size, with red hair, and um, I'm a I'm a cleric for um, Baron Artruso. I'm going to remember that one of these days, and I don't know what's going on with my accent today, but it is it's it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect roll. Thank you. Um, so, as we pick up from last week, uh, we're in the town of Lonelywood. Some th- crazy things uh i would say dramatic things maybe more appropriate than crazy uh however there was a few situations a few circumstances that popped up that were pretty mystical uh i'm gonna roll a d4 um and then we'll do the same thing that we always do i'll start with you tobias call me out a number one through four three idana uh one torvro two on the nose we got it too uh tour roll do you want to recap the events yeah yeah i'd love to so um we ventured out to uh lonely woods um at the bequest of behest of um the town speaker for um Bryn Shander. Bryn Shander, thank you. Um, And we uh, went to a town hall meeting with uh, the 10 speakers for the 10 towns and uh, basically came to a vote that everyone was going to start doing the lottery. Um, Some business was afoot, though, and our our lovely rogue, Dampier, um, may be about to start some trouble here, but we'll just have to see you. (laughs) Excellently summed up. Uh, yes, about to start some trouble is a perfect way to lead into us uh, heading into the uh, Lonely Wood uh, scene. 
It's a small town, about a hundred people, a few houses that are on the outskirts of trees, as you can see. Um, here, kind of off of the main street, is the speaker Nimsy Huddle's house. Um, Nimsy is a halfling um, who's kind of taken a bit of, uh, I guess, uh, camaraderie with you guys. Uh, as uh, she's offered up her house, since there's really no place to stay in Lonelywood, you would have to, you would have to go to Trimalane, Trimalane, excuse me, to find an inn uh, most of the time, uh, which is what the speakers have really started to do, making their way on the about three-hour journey that way. Um, Nimsy uh, took Idana in arm if I remember correctly, uh, and uh, led Tobias and Torvril to her house. Tobias, uh, I would be remiss if I were to pass over the temptation of the creature in the lake. Uh, <laughs> um, if I can uh, recap a little bit, I uh, told you you were able to see some very large creature in the lake, uh, excuse me, Mare Dualden, uh, something that was uh, beckoning to you, calling out to your fisherman nature. <laughs> but uh, as you got closer to the waters on the dock, um, if I remember correctly, it disappeared into the water. It. And you, uh, you had to uh, abandon the hopes of catching the lake monster for now as you join Torvrol uh, back with Idana uh, and Nimsy. Uh, as we get to the speaker's house, um, it's a basic two-story house here in Lonely Wood. Uh, you can see that the lights inside are darkened. Um, the the house itself uh, has seen better days. Uh, it's nicer than some of the other houses that you've seen, but it's definitely not the nicest house. It, For a halfling, it seems a little bit large. Um, but you do know that at one point, Nimsy mentioned a husband. Whether that husband was alive or dead, she never mentioned. Um, so you can imagine there's maybe a story uh, lining up there. You do know that Nimsy has two children um, waiting at home uh, that the um, maid uh, that she's hired to help watch the children Um you guys come to this uh, two-story building. It's kind of, um, I would say, naturally uh, wood, uh, kind of the, uh, I don't know, like a basic wooden log house. Uh, as you come to the front door, uh, she unlocks it um, and opens the door and ushers you guys in. Please, please come in, come in, make yourself at home. It's, uh, it doesn't look like the fire's been started. The maid must have had her hands full. Oh, thank you again for letting us stay here for the evening. We, we truly appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I mean, what <laughs> you guys have done so much for us here in Lonelywood. Uh, I wish the vote was a little bit better for some of the favor of the smaller folks, but I mean, it's the will of the people here in Ten Towns, and I really got to obey it. Um, 
but please uh, get yourself comfortable. Uh, as she opens the door, you guys are able to step into a small room. The furniture is definitely halfling size at this point. Uh, you can see that she clearly has made herself a very comfortable home. Uh, there's some uh, lots of animal fur uh, blankets around for the cold uh, days, um, pillows and stuff like that that have fur lined around them, sitting on the uh, a three-seated couch, which is uh, still the size of a halfling, so probably a decent size for one, maybe two small people. Um, there is a little bit of a fire with some wood, but the fire looks like it's about to die out, needing some fuel. Um, as Nimsy uh, looks to the upstairs, um, you can see that some basic wood goes up to the, or uh, excuse me, some basic wood stairs goes up to the second floor as she uh, kind of push, uh, pushes her finger to her lips indicating uh to be quiet i'm going to go check on my children and release the maid i'll be down in a minute um if you look in the uh hallway there you'll find the kitchen and there might be some more cookies if there's anything left make yourself at home as she hurries upstairs what would you like to do i'll uh, go throw another log on the fire there okay Make sure we don't get cold tonight. Perfect. I'll just take a seat on the floor on one of the rugs. I don't know if that sofa would probably be appropriate <laughs> for me to sit on size-wise. I'd okay. sprawl out on the sofa and see if it holds. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that works. Um, Move my boots first, obviously. That'd be right. somewhat great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, at this moment, uh, what are your guys' intentions for the night? You're able to, uh, you know, resolve some political issues. Uh, you're getting to know each other a little bit more. Maybe uh, now coming to some terms, let's check in with the group. Uh what are you guys, uh, what are your intentions? What are you guys thinking of uh, with everything? I'll start with you, Torvril. I'm sorry, I just had somebody, like, come and knock on my door. Um, no, you're fine. Uh, I was just checking in on the group uh, intentions, what they're thinking, uh, what their kind of mindset is at this moment after settling a huge debate amongst the Ten Towns, uniting a group of people that were very contentious, uh, still contentious, um, but hopefully for the better, you know that uh, one of your companions might be walking down a path that you disagree with, but yet you can't really seem to stop. Um, where are you guys at? Um, I mean, I suppose that I'm... Um... I mean, as far as my intentions here, it's just I know something fishy is going on with the blue eyes and the dagger, but I can't really wrap up my head around it. So I'd probably be like a little bit suspicious of what, you know, in Adana's intentions are. But um, otherwise, I'm um, just kind of going with the flow here. Okay. Just kind of seeing where the thing where where this adventure kind of plays out for you then. Is that fair yeah. to say? All right. Um, I'm going to ask Idana, where are you mm -hmm. at? Um, 
I guess I've got a question in response to your question. Can I see my spooky ghost friend anywhere at the moment? Roll me a perception check. Eleven? No. However, there's a thick presence amongst, uh, almost like you can feel the eyes, the stare back on you, waiting. Okay. Um, I guess at the moment I am being patient, I guess you could say, just trying to wait for an opportune moment to get things taken care of in a way that both I guess whatever is possessing me and this spirit is wanting wonderful wonderful uh, Tobias what about you uh, sitting here wondering not really wondering thinking that my newfound companion headstrong and on a mission and more so than I have ever been for saving 10 towns and this lottery and everything <laughs> um, and yeah my eyes keep going to a window and looking out at this uh, <laughs> large body of water wondering what's out there yes alright Great, great, great. Um, at this moment, you kind of sit in silence as a group. Uh, you don't need to speak. You all to kind of understand the situation you're at. You're tired. Uh, there's some things you want to say, but you know it's probably not the time to say them. Things are a little bit still raw. You want to go about so many different things each one of you it sounds like so many different wants at this moment uh Nimsy steps downstairs uh looking at all of you kind of quietly sitting as she smiles and takes a seat uh by you Tobias on the on the couch uh making herself comfortable um you're you're a little bit larger but she's able to kind of squeeze in next to you um and sit uh being as large as you are uh it's almost like uh you're basically shoulder to shoulder knee to knee you know thigh to thigh there's not a lot of room but she's making herself comfortable and she seems to appreciate your uh company she comes down and she says oh well um uh I can make up some space in the attic. It's got one bedroom up there. Uh, it's got two smaller beds. Uh, probably enough to fit, uh, well, <laughs> Torvrol and Idana. Tobias, you might have to make yourself more comfortable on this couch. Um, I can offer you a lot more pillows. That would be excellent. Wonderful, uh, and thank you for getting this fire going. I'm, I'm sure, Tobias, you'll know to put in a log throughout the night to keep yourself and everyone else warm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, wonderful. Oh, as she kind of stretches and yawns in a very obvious manner as she looks um, to uh, you, Torvrol. I, 
I thank you again. I... This is going to be a big change for everyone here, and I I am just hopeful that it's a good change. Maybe the Frost Maiden will finally be appeased with all this sacrifice. Um, but I'm going to go lay down by my children. I'm sure you'll understand. It's kind of been a heavy night. Um, is there anything else I can get for you I can show you up to the attic? Aye, that would be fine. Show us uh, our sleeping arrangements, and and we'll uh, we'll nod off and see you in the morning. Okay, well, perfect. Uh, come on upstairs, follow me. Um, and just as she starts to turn towards the stairs, a very loud, abrupt knock hits the front door. She goes. Uh, it's kind of odd at this time of night. Um, uh, she walks. I'm going to get it for you, MZ. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, that would be great, Tobias. Thank you. Yeah. I like open this door and kind of like crouch down a little bit because of all, all our house. <laughs> right. You crouch down, open the door. Um, at first, you don't really see anything. The uh, kind of dim light blinds you, but you are able to make out kind of a shorter young man, no older than 18 years old. He's got uh, blonde hair that's cut real short, um, cleanly shaven face, very pale skin, toothpicky, scrawny, um, doesn't look like he's eaten a lot as he looks very out of breath. Uh, his cheeks are a blush as he uh, says, uh, removes his wool, uh, cap keeping his head and ears warm uh um is uh is, is nimsy here can i ask who's asking uh yeah this is edmund um i work at the uh white wolf tavern they said this was nimsy's house to ask for nimsy and torvril what's your business this late uh well nimsy being the speaker uh there's been a bit of an assault uh amongst one of the uh speakers uh, leaving the White Wolf Inn, uh, and they said to grab Torvril since he kind of handles this kind of business as well. It's, uh... Torvril? Torvril. It's, it's for you, Torvril. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Show me the way to the problem. Oh, okay. You're Torvril. Um, is, is, do we need to get Nimsy at all? She's she's taking care of her children right now, actually. Um, she'll probably be a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, just let her know to come on down when she frees up. Uh, Torvril, follow me. As he starts to leave. Okay, perfect. Um, Torvril, as you step out, he kind of recaps some information. Uh, he says that the East Haven speaker, Danith, um, who... He'll give you, give me some, you know, give me some uh, history check because I want to give you a little more information and I want to make sure that you've been around 10 towns, you know, East Haven and Danith. He's got a bit of a reputation. I want to know how much of a reputation you've heard. There it is. Double 15s. Nice. Okay. With the double 15. Um, well, I guess with a 15, double 15 doesn't matter. With a 15, you're able to, uh, 
you know that Danith is kind of a pompous ass. Um, he uh, loves the power that being East Haven speakers given him. Uh, however, you know that East Haven, as well as Targos, has had, uh, excuse me, Targos and Goodmead have had big election fraud problems. Um, it's no secret uh, that certain factions and political parties, such as the Children of Oriole, would love to put in their own town speakers in these moments. Danith has been assaulted. Uh, he's barely hanging on with his life, and he is outside of the uh, White Wolf Tavern. Uh, that's the information uh, Edmund relays to you. So I'm going to cut away from you, actually, Torvrol, uh, as we're going towards uh, Idana and Tobias. Um, Idana, you sound that it sounds like you're getting ready to help Nimsy up the stairs. Look, I would be going with her up the stairs to go see the bedroom that she's got ready for, I guess, myself now. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um you and Nimsy uh, head up the stairs. It's dark, uh, not a lot of light, uh, but that's no problem for you. Uh, mm -hmm. You're able to see in these kind of low light environments better than most. You can clearly see the room that she sleeps in. It has some basic um, kids toys kind of around the door, uh, a couple blankets and what looks like kids cold gear around there uh safe to say that's where she stays or at least the children stay um she takes you up one more short flight of stairs towards the attic as she kind of motions to you to follow she's just like oh that room over there that was my husband's study don't worry about that it's not very cozy it's very basic we've just used it for storage now she leads you upstairs to the attic. Nimsy, if you don't mind me asking, and I'm sorry if this is too much of a personal question, but what ever did happen to your husband? I mean, you seem like a wonderful woman. <laughs> Very strong, and you, you've got your head in a very solid place. You, you know what you like. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, you know, we we don't technically know what happened to him. Uh, he went to Kelvin's Cairn, the uh, mountain just north of Cair Koenig. Uh, said he was leading an expedition and, well, she kind of looks down to the floor. Her face drops a little bit and... Uh, looks back to you. You can tell that she's fighting tears and she says I just I just hope it was quick Yeah Um, do you want to go on a walk with me? I'm I'm sorry I asked Uh, a walk? We can go get some air Um Yeah, I mean I guess I should start making my way to see what's going on with Torvrol. Um, do you think Tobias would be okay uh, with with watching the, the kids? Oh, I'm sure. He's he's a good fellow. 
Okay. Uh, well, um, I guess back outside we go. Uh, you're, you're right. Maybe some, some cold air will do me some good. Uh, as she kind of wipes some of the uh, tears building up from her cheek and she uh, smiles and she says, well, at least let me put some blankets down here. Um, Oops. And she goes to the attic, opens up a large wooden chest. Uh, it's very well crafted. Um, nice uh uh, engravings on it um, as it opens smoothly and quietly. Uh, the lid is quite heavy, but she's able to handle it um, as she lays out a few blankets uh, and a couple pillows, uh, trying to be a good host. As she smiles, um, she walks back up to you. You can clearly see the tears that kind of fell from her cheek during those moments as she kind of gives herself a stiffer upper lip and comes to you and says, Okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay, let's let's go get a breath of fresh air. I know that always tends to help me when things are difficult. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you guys make your way downstairs, uh, and that's where you find Tobias. Tobias, uh, as they went upstairs for about you know two to three minutes and came back downstairs, what were you doing in that time? I'm gone. You've left left oh <laughs> i've put my boots back on i've grabbed my harpoon and i've out the door I'm going, <laughs> I'm going towards the lake i love it uh you're making the i was gonna say roll me a stealth check but they were pretty distracted <laughs> they were up two flights of stairs you didn't really need to be all that sneaky you were you're gone 17 <laughs> <laughs> 17 yeah Tobias that's the sneakiest I think you've ever been you are yeah, on a mission only a 15 <laughs> <laughs> you're gone man uh, yeah you're starting to make your way down I imagine to the same pier that you saw the large shadow yes all right um, I'll uh, jump right back to uh, you guys I'm going to lead Tobias down to the dock here Tobias uh, roll me a perception check as you're uh, looking all about um... yeah a dirty, dirty 20 love it love it you find that there are lots of boats on this dock all of them are very securely tied up um and very large something that would be very hard for you to handle except one you find one tucked away at the farthest north corner about here on the dock um it's got a little bit of damage to it almost looks like it's taken either maybe well, roll me a nature check. You've been around boats, yeah. Looks like what, it looks like what you assume a very poorly rowed boat had collided with, hopefully, some ice. But you're able to hop in this boat and start scooting away should you choose. Oh, I choose. I'm scooting, <laughs> scooting away from the shore. Perfect. All right, so uh, I'm going to cut away from you. You're good. 
Uh, I'm going to quickly step to Idana and let you resolve this situation before hopping back to Torvrol. Idana, uh-huh. you come downstairs. Nimsy is a little bit shaken, uh, seeing that uh, Tobias left. There's no one to watch the kids as she looks to you and says, "Um, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to leave my kids alone. I, how about I make us some tea and we sit here." Yeah, that that's fine. That's that's very odd of Tobias to just leave. I'm um very very unexpected. Sorry about that. Um yeah, let's let's go have some tea. Yes. All right. Um. Uh, yeah, come follow me. I guess we'll 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 hang out in the kitchen. I think I have some more of those cookies that you liked. Uh yes, that those would pair quite nicely with some tea. I think. Wonderful. Uh, so yeah, you're able to walk down a little hallway into a well-sized uh, kitchen, even for uh, a house this size. It's very spacious. Definitely not a halfling size, more naturally uh, built for a larger creature, but they've made their uh, adjustments to it to make it uh, usable for them, uh, for Nimsy and her family. Um, Torvril. I... You come up on a scene of some lonely wood residents surrounding a dog sled. Um, You can clearly see some of the bloody snow around um, as there's people, um, I would say creatures of all types, standing, conversing, talking about the site here. Um, Edmund kind of walks up and... Um, tries to uh, move people out of the way and make room for you to finally see uh, the scene. Edmund, is you, do you have any uh, eyewitnesses that might have seen what has happened here? Um, he looks at you and says, uh, I mean, not that I've been able to uh, check myself. Um, maybe... I mean, I really haven't asked anyone. I was just told to come and get you as soon as possible. I walked out and saw this, told the barkeep, and he told me to come and get you. If I um, look around uh, his body, do I see anything that like, might be reminiscent of like the previous murders? Roll me a medicine check. Medicine. Double nines. Double nines. Uh, Torvrol, you can tell that there is no piercing marks. Uh, Looks bludgeoning in nature. Well, let me go talk to the barkeep here real quick and see if maybe they, they or one of the patrons has seen something. And I'll, uh, go inside if the barkeep's inside or if he's out there uh barkeep is outside sorry uh yes he's outside kind of there uh he looks at you and and kind of waves you recognize him uh he says oh guys it's a bad karma right here happened here well edmund was gonna go get me some uh a little more of our uh, supplies and he came upon this mess ran in told me about it and uh, I think it's about kind of what you all talked about 
Not everyone's a big fan of this human lottery situation. Especially if uh, they can't, uh... Well, well, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Um... So, was he was he in the bar before he left to, uh... Before he or came outside and... Looks yeah. like, apparently got beaten. Yeah, he was, uh, sitting in the corner. He's always kind of been a quiet one. If you ask me... Yeah, if you ask me, not very cut out for the speaker job. Seems a little bit of the nervous type. And, I mean, like, he is dead dead, right? Or is he just beat up? He's pretty... He's, uh, beaten within an inch of his life. There's some people that are, uh trying to kind of suture him up and lift him up and kind of clear him but uh you know he's definitely going to need some sort of uh healing in the sense of yeah. like a doctor or something like that he's uh oh. if uh, I, the best way i can put it is he clearly looks like uh some people came up to him about two to three large creatures and literally beat the shit out of him i'll go ahead and uh just uh drop uh cure wounds on him okay Just do it at level one. So let's give him eight health back. All right. You give him eight health as he uh, is able to not sit up straight uh, and he adjusts himself. He gets a little bit, uh, you know, on his hips, sits up and looks, holding himself as he's kind of gathering himself, clearly able to get him, sur- getting his surroundings at this moment. Not really aware of why there's so many people around him he looks up at you the closest person um to him that was kind of hovering over him as you administer your cure wounds uh as uh danith uh the east haven speaker um looks up to you i uh uh what's going on i was about to ask you the same question it looks like you've taken quite a beating here and I'm uh, trying to figure out, was this just a bar fight? Did you have a ex-wife stop by and see and knock you over the head? Or what happened here? Uh, all I know is I got jumped by three people. I think they were human. They moved fast. They were covered. They had some sort of masks on. Uh, and they moved very very light on their feet I was uh I tried to I tried to stop and negotiate with them and at least give them my stuff but they weren't after that they said this is all my fault I should have I should have stuck with the plan I Torvrol I'm sorry what was I, the plan I wasn't allowed I wasn't supposed to let you vote I just couldn't do anything there's too many of you And he puts, he kind of reaches in his pocket and pulls out a dagger and slides it uh, out. And he's like, I, I wasn't supposed to let you vote. I see. Um, does this dagger? Is it? It's it's just a dagger. Nothing yeah. like special. About it. Yeah, it looks almost uh, yeah. cheaply bought. Something that you probably wouldn't want to use. Did it come from Black Iron Blades? <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no Black Iron Blade insignia on that one. <laughs> well, you see, here's your problem. 
Um, well, one, I'm a lot harder to kill than just one dagger can do, but two, you bought a shitty weapon. You should have gone to Black Iron Blades where you could have got a good dagger. But, thank you for your honesty. Um, I do appreciate that. Uh, no harm was done to me, at least, so you haven't committed any crime here. Uh, but we do need to, we do need to resolve what this organization is trying to do. Is this, is this... I mean, a group of organized people wanted you to off me? He looks up terrified. Uh, you can't tell if he's holding back tears because he's scared, because he's sad, because he's kind of a wimp, uh, because he's put on the spot, but you can tell he's emotional. He's terrified of the answer. Uh, not here. Inside. Uh, so Torvrol, uh, he asks uh, for you to go back inside the tavern where you can speak a little more privately. Um, do you follow? I do. Okay. And I'm going to cut from you, Torvrol. Uh, okay. And I'm going to bring us to a map for Tobias, and we'll kind of hopefully bounce back and forth here. Uh, you can all see this map. Tobias. It is black for me. Maybe I drop yeah. a character on here. Is it? Here, let me do this really quick. It's that roll 20 setting with my dynamic lighting. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah. This uh this map is a ink carnet map and I love it. So I gotta ask, are the uh the white things that land masses? White waves. I like that is all here. ice. Ice, okay, got it, got it. Alright. Uh, Tobias, do you mind clicking and dragging your character onto the boat as I load up a few things that are uh, of important information to read to you? <laughs> All right. So, Tobias, in this moment, you roll out, or excuse me, not roll, you row out. Uh, you're able to move through some of these ice at the beginning fairly easy, but some of this thicker stuff that you can see on the map, this battle map in front of you, is harder to na uh, navigate around. I need you... <coughs> excuse me. I need you to make me a... Uh, Dexterity sa uh, saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. I am not proficient. Eleven. Okay. Eleven's good enough to get you to kind of the outskirts of it. Uh, you bump and grind on some of the ice, but you're able to get around it. You, you haven't punctured the boat. It's taken... Oh about two damage but not horrible some it's still seaworthy so you've definitely fished on sketchier things and caught uh, a <laughs> large fish so you're not too worried about this um how are you fishing tell me about this process master fisherman what are you trying to do to catch this uh lake monster uh when i 
look out and do I see anything? Do I see any like uh, ripples or upsets in the water? Um, or do I see it itself, like the head poking out of the water? I need a perception check with advantage. 23. Natural 20. With the natural 20, you can see that there is another larger vessel out in the water um, a good distance away, probably 150 yards. What are they doing? Uh, they seem to be net fishing. Okay. Uh-huh. They don't seem to be paying you any mind. Uh, you can tell with the natural 20 that this seems to be another shift on the lake for them. Are they catching anything? Currently? No. Yeah, like, are, they, are they actually catching things, or is it coming up dry? At the moment, they have not pulled anything up as much as they are throwing their nets and securing them down with the buoys. Okay. Um, anything on this boat? Uh, besides any... ore, no. There's no bait or anything on the little boat? Uh, not on this boat, no. Okay. Um, I don't know what this sea monster is, um, but I know most larger sea creatures, uh, I would assume, like blood. So I take out my dagger and cut my hand, (laughs) my hand in the water. And you're going to start chumming the water. Yeah, with my hand, because that's all I have. So I will take some damage if you like me to. Uh, yes, I'm going to roll a d4. You take two damage cutting your hand, uh, but two okay. damage is a decent cut. Uh, yeah. Let me roll my and percentile. Just... Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's a big percentile. <laughs> that's a 96, buddy. I'm just chumming the water with my hands, just looking out <laughs> at this water, just seeing, is anything happening? As you chum this water with your hand, uh, I rolled a 96, so that's a 96 percentile. You barely are able to pull your hand up before you notice that even in the darkness of night, there is blackness beneath you, more than double the size of your craft. I, uh, my hand up, take a little bit of gauze, kind of wrap around a little bit, and I go, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, this is a great time to switch from you, Tobias, to yep. our friend, uh, Idana. Okie dokie. Donna, you are in the kitchen currently. Um, I yeah, am. We'll, we'll stay here at this map so I don't have to keep reloading everything. But with Nimsy, uh, one thing that I do need to address is that the maid is a live-in maid. Uh, you are uh, not currently alone besides Nimsy and the children. You do have a maid who has gone to their room and fallen asleep. Okay, um, where is the room in the house? So we've got the main floor, and then we've got the upstairs where I know Nimsy and the kids sleep. 
Correct. And then there's an attic. Where is the maid currently at? The maid would be sleeping on the second floor-ish area next to the office pointed out um, by Nimsy of her uh, late husband. Okay. Good to know. Alright. Um, so if that's the case, are there like some chairs in the kitchen area that I can adequately sit upon or would it just be best for me to stand <laughs> see that would be up to you because yes there are chairs uh however they are huh. everything is halfling sized it is definitely okay so i'll just stay standing then okay perfect <laughs> as you're standing she's uh making her way around the kitchen nimsy's quite uh, nimble uh moving about this large area stepping up on ladders stepping over things uh climbing up and grabbing things from the counter looks like she's done this so many times before uh she's got a bit of you know a emotionless expression on her face as you can tell she's deep in thought uh, there's lots on weighing on her mind as she's pouring a little cauldron, uh, or excuse me, she's getting some uh, water that she has melted from the snow uh, stored and starts to pour it out for some tea uh, to heat up in a cauldron. Um, and she kind of turns to you and she says, um, I hope you like green tea. Um, of, of course. Uh, anything's fine for me. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Uh, uh, let me make sure that I have uh, something at least for you to nibble on, seeing how you like those cookies. Uh, she kind of looks through her storage and she says, oh, yes, I knew I had just a few. As she kind of pulls out a couple uh, halfling gingerbread cookies, the ones that you had at the uh, White Wolf Tavern before. Um, there weren't, there's not much left, but yeah, there. Uh, it's a little something to dip into the tea when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just kind of stand there waiting patiently. Um, so, Nimsy, uh, how long have you been here in this town? Um, uh, well, my whole life, actually. It's Interesting. been, yeah, it's been really a lovely place, except for these past couple of years. I just... I mean, this whole... It feels like the whole world has just started to change. So fast. Everyone's so angry at each other, and I just... I mean, it doesn't help that it's so much colder and so much lonelier here in Lonely Wood. I can only imagine. Um... How have you been handling this whole... Aurel business, and... Everything. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, well, uh, she says, uh, trying to fake. Uh, you can tell that this is a bit of an act that she puts on a voice almost uh, from her speaker uh, time. She says, oh, well, uh, we do what we can to appease Oriel. Uh, you know, it's only for the best. Like Torvril said, it's it's for the best to do what she wants. Um, it doesn't matter the sacrifice, right? <laughs> As she uh, kind of stirs the cauldron of hot water. Is that you just saying what speakers say? Or is that how you truly feel? Um, 
Well, you know, I, as a speaker, I gotta, <laughs> gotta keep, uh, I gotta keep up appearances, you know? Um, you can roll me an insight check if you'd like. Okay. Twelve. Twelve is good enough to know that she's definitely fudging. She might believe uh -huh. some of it, but she's definitely lying about some of it. Well, I can understand why things would be so hairy, especially if you're used to another way of life. I mean, I'm not originally from this area either, but I mean, the cold's not too bad and doing what needs to be done in order to be safe and have those around me that I know and love, have them be safe. I I feel like that's pretty honorable, to say the least. Wouldn't you think so? I, I'm trying to believe so. I'm really hoping that one day I can really believe that. I, uh, I just know that there's so much that some of us can't really sacrifice without sacrificing too much and seeing how that is now seeming to be the uh, standard of how we're going to go about this I'm just worried for my children I guess but like you said I mean, it's honorable yes and well Lonelywood isn't really as lonely as it seems, I mean, there's plenty of people here, and I mean, you seem to have a pretty lovely maid that watches over your children. Yes, I don't know what I would do without Elizabeth. She is so wonderful. As she pours, uh, she gathers a couple of uh, skull mugs uh, from what looks to be kind of a smaller pantry and pours some uh, hot water in and crushes up some green tea leaves and puts them in starts to let it seep as she sits down uh, and um, gives you your cup of green tea and she says where are you originally from? Um, I'm actually originally from Neverwinter I traveled here I guess and a bit of uh, self-exploration, one would say. Um, just learning about this area and learning to know myself better as a person. Oh, that's funny. You say Neverwinter. I met somebody the other day. Uh, what was their name? Oh, it was something about a bird. Oh, Crowheart. That's right. They uh, they came from Neverwinter. They said that there's somebody here in Tin Towns. Can you believe it? Saying that there's somebody who they aren't, and they gotta come here to help them out, bring them home. Silly. Who would come to this kind of a place, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, DM, do I recognize that name? Roll me a history check. Nat 20. You know Crowheart is a 
very highly sought-after assassin coming from mm. Neverwinter. If Krillheart's in this re- area, he's definitely here to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. <laughs> yeah. Natural 20 with a 23. Yeah. You um, definitely recognize Krillheart. Do you, did you meet this person, or did you hear about them? Um, I met them, briefly. Uh, they were just seeking some information. Looking for uh, some some young elf, but I I was too busy with uh, trying to get things prepped up for the speakers to come to really pay attention to uh, why somebody would travel so far. <laughs> but, you know, we get that kind of stuff in and out of around here. Yeah. Um... DM, can I make a perception check again and see if I can see my ghost friend around? Uh, of course. Twelve. Give me one second as I roll my percentile. <laughs> Seventy-five. You do. Okay. Standing in the kitchen. Long, dirty brown hair. In fact, I have a picture that I can now show. Oh. Standing in the kitchen, long, dirty brown hair, pale, pale, ice cold looking flesh, purple lips, dead gaze, deep, deep black eyes, long animal uh, shawl um, looks like there's some bones and some makeshift cold weather gear as they stare at you smiling um, and with that I'm going to quickly shift over to Torvril hi Torvril, you are inside the White Wolf Tavern. Uh, you are currently um, talking to uh, Danith um, as he is holding himself kind of uh, weakly, um, but you can tell that he's terrified um, and he's in over his head. Is clear at this point. What would you like to ask him? We're gonna be okay, Danith. We're everything's gonna be fine, but we just gotta get to the bottom of this. So as as much information and as outright truth as you can give me is going to be for the best. But fear me not. We're not. I'm not here for retribution against you. So just come on and out with it. Tell me. Tell me who they are, where they are, what they're doing. The whole nine yards. I uh. Listen, uh. Torvro, uh, I, I, I know I messed up. I know I shouldn't have done and accepted this, but you need to understand there's just too many of them. They're, they seem to be everywhere, and they're, I thought they were just stuck in Kyrdinaval, but now they're in East Haven, and, I mean, they hit me in Lonelywood. I mean, we, we can't, you can't get away from these people. 
Do you mean the the children of Oriel? Is that who they are? No. No, no. Yeah, the children of Oriel suck. Sure, they they got a lot about their minds about human sacrifices and letting Oriel keep her reign here to stop the, you know, uh, 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 the the ending frost. But I, they don't worship Oriel. No, they. He kind of leans forward, eyes wide, uh, way too much white in his eyes to pupil ratio almost looks crazy in a manic sort of way I I heard they worship devils from worship the sixth devils. level oh well, that's that's not a good thing not something I want is a bunch of cultists running around here the do you whole... have a contact that you can point me to uh, uh, make me a persuasion check. Persuasion check. There we go. Oh yeah, good. Uh, a sixteen persuasion. Uh, tell me, how do you comfort him to give up? Uh, his connection. Listen. Between me and you, I know that sometimes you can get put in a hard spot and you gotta make choices that you'd rather not make, but when you got a chance to go back and fix those, you gotta take it, and I'm offering it to you now freely. Uh, shit. Torvril. Oh, God. Uh help me uh, alright alright Kranich Seaver can you spell that for me yeah C-R-A-N-N-O-C Kranich Seaver S-I-E-V-E-R cool. he used to be the old town speaker in Cairdinaval he's he's stuck up in a castle holding out between me and you it's it's a it's a fortress it's what we used to fight off some of the invading orcs with but uh that's where they're at that's if I were to go back to find the people that hit me I know that's where they would be where is this where's this castle at no, you can't miss it. It sits up on the hill of Care in Caradineval. That's the prime jewel. Okay. Torvril, if you're going, you need to understand they they don't think on the same they think what they're doing is right. I they even convinced me that killing tonight was going to be right. Well, I can do some pretty mean convincing myself when I need to. I mean, I don't doubt that. Just, just be safe. Plus, I've got, I've got some pretty convincing friends, also. <laughs> You're gonna need them. As he kind of sits down and he says, "Can I get a nail?" Sure. The the bar. The bartender right here. <laughs> he is not, but I'm sure you know your way around. I'll walk around him and grab a beer for me and him. 
perfect. or an ale. Okay, perfect. So you pour out an ale from a large, uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, gosh, what are those stupid things called now that I can't think of them? Uh, keg? Keg, thank you. <laughs> uh, pour out from a large keg. Uh, from there, uh, you're able to sit down with him as he kind of starts to sip on it with two hands, you know, almost like he hasn't uh, had something to drink in years of his life but it's mostly he's just trying to calm his nerves as he's realized really the shit that he's got himself in um i'm going to if i were you yeah go ahead Dennis. if i were you Dennis, I, I would try and lay low here for for the next couple of days and until at least you know i get a chance to go up there and speak to this chronic um i, I just keep your head down if you know what i mean well yeah yeah you're right yeah there's no need to bite the hand that feeds at this point I'll, I'll keep my head low and with that I'm going to switch back to Tobias <laughs> Tobias uh, you're sitting in a rowboat uh, you have chummed a very large beast to coming uh right underneath your boat more or less uh what are you going to do i am going to take my amazing fish hook and try and hook this beast even if i don't like do any damage i want to hook it that way i'm like staying with the beast so it is dragging me with it okay Okay, let me pull up my fishing, how the fishing so, situation goes here. Um, I'm going to roll this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as you're prepping up this uh, hook to go into the water. Hmm? You start to see ripples disrupt the surface of the lake. Um, it's moving. Oh, uh, roll me a perception check, actually. Actually, no, not a perception. Make me uh, 16. No, I'll keep it. That's better than what I was going to say, a nature check. But a perception's just fine in this situation, too. A 16 allows you to see that it's starting to charge uh, at your boat. Uh, the first pass caused the boat to kind of bob from side to side. But you're able to see a large, land ma uh, large mass start to glide through the water. A very dark shadow beneath you uh, heading uh, directly towards you in a very fast manner. Uh, you have... I'll give you three seconds to react. What are you going to do? I'm throwing my hook at it. Okay, you're throwing your hook down. It collides with the boat. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, the boat takes another two HP, uh, another two damage. Uh, you're able to hold on to the, you're able to almost hook 
this creature, but you're not able to get a firm grasp on it. You can tell that you've lost your uh, uh, your hooking. Uh, I don't know the your your catch. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, hit it. I mean, is it still underneath me? Close uh, to me. If you would like to see currently where it's at, I'm going to need one more roll, and that's going to be a nature check because it is now no longer charging. It has charged hit the boat a nine with advantage. Roll me once more. I guess yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, take take the nine. Go with the nine. We'll, we'll go with it. You uh, don't see but... exactly where it's at. Tell me, how are you searching for this creature? What are you uh, doing in this boat? Anything. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm busy. I'm sitting there, and I'm wanting to hit it with something, whether like the hook into it or the harpoon into it, something. Um, kind of like sink into it with, with a rope so I can know where these where this beast is at somewhat. Are you standing or sitting? Um, I would say I would probably be kind of in a weird, like, feet up against the edge of the boat, like, lean back. So, kind of like a half squat, sitting down, leaning up against the edge of the boat. Okay. I rolled a 12 for what I need to do for you, which is a dexterity saving throw as it hits the boat once more 16 you're able to stand okay uh, you're not knocking out of the boat however the boat has taken 5 damage it is starting to take on water as the plesiosaurus arcs its head from the water you can see this long thin neck uh, stretching out towards the boat uh, this is exactly what you see right here this long thin neck very large mouth sprang up through the icy water trying to nap at you uh trying to take a bite out of you as it doesn't get a good uh shot in in fact it's more able to hit the boat um causing another oops (laughs) five damage you are starting to take on a whole lot of water i i so it's mad it's like right right at me kind of it is right next to you uh let me pull it out of the map here so you can see exactly where you're looking and how large this creature is oh perfect big boy yes what is it is it large is it giant is it that is a great question i think it is considered a large creature uh large beast Okay. Uh, and nothing is giant. You give me that giant's might weapon, <laughs> and nothing is giant. You, you haven't um, ran into giants riding a mammoth since I rolled. I'm sorry. I was thinking that. Oh, you're would be good. More you're good. <laughs> um. All right. So I want to take my harpoon, and I just want to like stab it into like its neck, its mouth, something. Just, just jam it in there. Roll me attack. Okay, I'm going two-handed harpoon attack. 23. It hits. 
Roll me damage. Uh, max damage. No, it's not max damage. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage. That's still pretty good. Uh, you are able to hit it uh, as it um, rears back. Um, uh, how 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 would I put this? As you hit it, uh, you pierce into its mouth and its kind of neck as it kind of rears back and bites it out of itself, uh, bites the uh, harpoon out and pushes it back into you as it goes to uh, submerge itself back into water and attack again. I'm going to quickly switch before we get into a battle yep, uh, to Idana. Okay. Um, question. Where is Nimsy? right now like is she facing me is she just kind of standing there she is currently sitting at a little halfling sized chair uh, at a halfling sized table uh i would say um she is facing north you would be in a kitchen i would assume facing at her which would be uh west uh she's uh, at your corner uh, kitty corner of you, five feet. You're really close. She's okay, just she... uh, sitting down, so she's in a very small... Uh, yeah, she's a lot lower to the floor. Okay, and is she looking directly at me or focusing on her tea? Currently, she is focusing on her tea. Okay. Um... Nimsy. Uh, yeah? Do you have against the lottery? I know that's that's sort of a forward question, but after... After what happened tonight, and... What's been happening, I... I need to know, why... Why don't you like the lottery? Uh... Right, it is a bit of a forward question <laughs> as she uh, nervously takes, uh, holds the skull mug in her hand and takes a sip from it and kind of slides it back down. Um, I just think sometimes it's asking uh, more than people can give. Uh, I feel like people should be able to make the choice of what they can and cannot sacrifice. I mean, what if... And she kind of stops herself and she says... Well, if we can't give what they're asking, then what? I mean, who are you to decide what a god needs? What a god deserves? I... I mean, I... I don't... don't rightly know, but... What kind of worshipping of a god, what kind of god would wor want you to worship them if they want you to just die for them? What if I can't, I just can't die for them? And she kind of stops herself and she looks up nervously as you can tell she's shaking a little bit. Roll me an insight check. Natural 20 out of 25. 
you can tell she wants to tell you something, but she's holding it back. She's eyeing the exit, trying to find a good way out of this conversation, uh, kind of regretting asking you to stay up and enjoy this as she is trying to get through already heavy news. Um, but she's trying also to think of her two little ones waiting for her upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Adana's just gonna come and stand right next to her and kind of just place a hand on her shoulder, pat her shoulder, and say, you know, Nimsy, if you had the opportunity to give everything you could to protect those around you that you love and people that respect you, wouldn't you want to do that? Yes, of course. I would do anything for my loved ones. She kind of looks at you confused, uh, sitting down her mug, of her skull mug. Can I still see my ghost friend? Yes. I'm going to just nod at the ghost friend. What kind of response do I get out of them? They stare back, waiting to see what you do. Okay. Um. Can I reach for the ice knife that is in my belt without... Nimsy seeing? Yes, that would be a sleight of hand. Sleight of hand, got it. <laughs> Four. <laughs> she sees you pull out an ice knife, uh, ice, a long shard of ice that is very uh, much shaped in the sort of a nice a, a knife as her eyes kind of widen and she looks at you breathing kind of fast and uh, you can tell a bit nervous uh, as she kind of tries to scoop back a little bit. Uh, well, hey, where did you find that? Old acquaintance. Um, your eyes are blue. Were they blue before? Before she has anything to say, can I just go for her throat? (laughs) Yes, you may. Wrong time to swallow water. (laughs) Uh, You have advantage. Uh, You actually just roll me the damage. There's no point. You're going to hit. Okay. So, six piercing plus ten cold plus eight for the sneak attack, (laughs) if you will allow that. If not, that is fine. Uh, You don't need it, but I'm going to allow the sneak because that's kind of what makes your character it. How do you kill Nimsy Huddle? I'm going to just hold the ice knife and just drag it across her throat, pull her close to me, and just kind of whisper to her, this is the best thing that you could have done for your children. 
is to give them this sacrifice. You don't get to choose these things. You're not a god. You don't get a say in this. And by thinking you even have a say in this is selfish. This is the most selfless thing that you could do is by giving yourself to Oril. And whether you like it or not, here you are today giving all you could to those you love. You'll be remembered and you will be honored by Oril. And I'll just kind of pull the ice knife back and kind of lick some of the blood off of it. <laughs> and smile down at her and just kind of set her back down in her chair and uh, head up to my room. As you head back up to your room, as you glance back over to the figure, it is now no longer there. But when you step into the first room that you came, the doors wide open. In front of you stands a very large wolf, white as snow fur, blood red eyes, staring at you as it lowers its head and nods and vanishes. I'll head upstairs. Perfect. As you head upstairs, we are going to cut back to... Oh, let's say I'm going to step into Tobias here, and uh, then we'll go back to Torvril. Tobias, I want to oh. resolve this battle. Oh my, <laughs> my gosh, that was the most intense, like, five minutes. I... <laughs> Oh dear, let me remove all those again. Glad you liked it. Like like off off, off table, like are are you sure you're not chaotic evil? Because that was <laughs> I mean here, let me let me get a look at this. I don't hold I don't on. want I don't wanna know. I don't wanna know. Hold don't on, tell hold me. On. So she's she's not her normal alignment right now, that's all I've got to say. Orville, run for your life, man. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm sitting over here like, no, run, man, Dipsy. <laughs> Dipsy, get out of there. So good. Uh, so good. And the best part is, Tobias, as I rolled uh, some initiative for us, you got a 15, which starts you off. Let's get into this. Uh, last time yeah. you slammed your, uh, 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 what was it, um, a trident? Yes into this creature uh you hit what are you going to do now um let me think here um is it, so it went back underneath already yes it did hey okay, can i see it uh roll me a nature check uh to help with advantage okay You are unable to see. Uh, yes, unfortunately, you are unable to see in the darkness. <laughs> okay. Um. You can uh, at least see. I'll give you a th with a thirteen um, that you know it's within twenty feet of you at least. 
least the shadow has not completely subsided, but you're not able to make out which side of the boat is head to tails and side to side. Can I? Can I be right here? Can my boat be right here? Uh, yeah, I think so. If I, mean, not, I know I can't move the boat, but can I just move myself at least there? And we'll say the boat's there. Yeah, exactly. That works. Okay, cool. Um, I can't see this thing. So I want to take out some torches. I want to throw a torch here. I want to throw a torch here. Okay. And just get some light around me, and maybe that will kind of illuminate off this water, and I can see a little better. Okay. Get some light going. Uh, that will take both actions. Okay, that's fine. I, uh... I'm chilling with some light now. Okay, you have your light. Now it brings us to the Plesiosaurus's turn. Plesiosaurus is going to do what a Plesiosaurus does best. Submerge. Hit and attack your boat. Uh, that's a very loud motorcycle goes on behind me. Uh, it hits and attacks the boat uh, that you uh, were kind of on. Causing it... Come on. Okay, yes, uh, causing it to uh, shatter uh, and start to fall apart. You are now able to make a deck save to either go into the water or onto the ice uh, sheets next to you. Uh, how thick is this ice? Is this ice thin? Like, is it going to start breaking if I stand on it? There's only one way to find out. Oh, my gosh. All right, uh, deck save to get on the ice. Uh, sticks. You uh, first hit the water. Uh, taking on uh, all of the cold water. It is frigid cold. You take one level of exhaustion as you climb up onto this ice sheet. Oh my gosh, okay. It uh, is holding your weight for now. Same with the torches. Let me write that down so I know my level of exhaustion. Okay. Good. Alright, one level. Let's go. It is your turn. What are you going to do? Um, do I see this thing still? No? Uh, yes, currently you do. Sorry, submerged again? Or is it still out? Uh, it is still out, currently attacking and okay. sinking your boat. Alright, um, I will take a jab at it with the harpoon. Okay. Uh, one hand. Kind of like throw this thing, hit it from the ice. 11. Does not hit. That's the end of my turn. Okay, so as you swing and throw this uh, javelin down, you barely miss uh, this creature as it snakes away, sinking your boat, the head slowly turning towards the light, illuminating you to bias standing there, its teeth start to show as it snarls, growls, calls out to you. It is your turn to join the others underneath. Whoa, this thing talks? Oh, it does. Okay, um... As it lunges forward. For a bite, okay. that's a 20. That definitely hits. Thirty-six plus four is fourteen. Yep, fourteen damage. Yep. Okay. 
Make me a strength saving throw to see if you're getting pulled underwater. You are able to fight off this creature pulling and trying to submerse you back into the frigid cold waters beneath as you're able to pry its jaws from you and you're still able to uh, stand staring down at this creature. Uh, You're not dead yet. You're just phased. Tobias, it is your turn. This creature is trying to kill you. This is your glory moment. Your moment to shine. What are you going to do? Bonus action, giant smite. So I grow in size. Does the ice still hold me? It does not. Oh my god. Oh! Um. So I'm just now, I'm paddling in the water. You, uh, grow. The ice cracks. Give me a dexterity saving throw to see if you make it to the next sheet of ice next to you. Directly west to you within the five feet range. Twelve. You're barely able to stand. This one holding your your weight, but your feet uh, are submerged underwater. It is slowly sinking. Uh, do not move too much. Okay, uh, I can still see this thing as it's submerged. It is still up. Uh, Alright. Here. Okay. Yeah, have I moved here. to here now? Am I here? Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, I'm going to throw my harpoon. I'm going to try and hit it with my harpoon. Okay. 16 hits. 16 hits. Sixteen? Does it hit? Uh, yes, it does. Sixteen hits. Alright. Uh, that is seven points of damage. Okay, so you hit it with your harpoon. Uh, you do seven points of damage. This creature uh, shakes it off as it uh, looks at you, uh, bleeding kind of, and uh, holds itself up and looks at you. Uh, kind of turns its head sideways with one eye from the side of its head, taking a good look at you, saying, Are you a ravison creature? I, uh, I am I not-so-smart fisherman go. Fish thing? I don't know what that means or how you're talking, but you're dying today. <laughs> so many of your types have claimed to slay me and yet they sleep at the bottom of Merdoran. You shall too. As it begins to plunge forward with another bite. Twelve. Does not hit. It lunges forward with its mouth missing you as it clamps down. You can hear the power of the bite next to you as it pulls its head back, getting ready to attack your turn. All right. I'm uh, going for the same thing again. 13 hit. It does. Uh, Eight points of damage. Then I want to bonus action, action search. Okay. Which gives me their action. I'm going to attack it again. 
the ten hit. Ten does not. All right, that's that's it. Plesiosaur done trying to talk with you after being insulted, more or less. Uh, takes another lunging bite towards you. Eleven. Does does not hit. It's going to use an action to submerge itself underwater, disappearing. Uh, do I get a tag of opportunity before it goes underneath? You do. Okay. Eighteen. Does hit. And uh, just just for uh, giggles, two uh, d six for my invoked fire run. Okay. Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be shackled, so it uh, it can't leave. It can't go anywhere. Okay, that works. Uh, twelve. Uh, both sixes. Nice. You were able to bloody this creature. As it is now coming back to the surface after being hit, uh, it looks at you uh, and lunges forward, this time very annoyed and using its legendary action to bite down. Oh, 16? Yeah, it hits, yes. That's 15. Okay. Yeah. How you looking? Uh, I'm about half health. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's now going to try to pull you underwater. I need you to make me a strength saving throw to see if you are submerged. Okay. Uh, it also needs to make a strength saving throw to see if it's going to break the shackles or not. Yes, thank you. I rolled an 11. Uh, you rolled a 20, yeah, you, you break out. You are free. Tobias, as it grabs your leg, it pulls you off of your feet. You can't help but reach for the ice, scurrying around you, hands digging in, fingernails trying to get just one little bit of traction, but you can't fight the cold water sliding up from your feet to your calves, to your hips, to your chest. Now you are completely submerged, being pulled underwater. Uh, what are you going hit, to do? Can I hit this thing while I am being submerged, while I'm being pulled underneath? No, you can only try to break free. I, I can't hit it at all. I can't, like, uh, stab it in the head? Nope. Uh, okay. Um... I want to make a, a strength saving throw so I can get out of this thing. Uh, I want to break out, whatever, whatever I gotta do. Yep, do a strength saving throw then. Uh, oh my, an eight? <laughs> you start to go under more. The cold water at this point is starting to I, wear on you. Can I bonus action? Second wind? Yes, you may. You're taking six damage. Okay, I'm taking six damage, but I'm about to roll a hit die and get points back. Okay. I get 13 hit points. At the 
this okay. point, you have one more strength saving throw until it is too late to bias. Okay. Uh, ooh, wait, hang on one second. Let me read something. I'll get advantage on strength on strength saving throws uh, in giant form. So does that 21 One. last time? Yes, it does. I will say uh, it will change that since I missed that. That is my fault. Yes, you uh, you do break free. You can start to swim towards the surface. Uh, you technically, as you have broken free, uh, hit the surface. You're able to gather yourself. Um, I need you uh, to make me a dexterity, uh, no, an acrobatics, uh, excuse me, I'm not going to go athletic, let's go athletics, to climb back onto the ice. Well. What? Oh my god. <laughs> I rolled a 62. I wanted to see what kind of percentage you would have if you were wounded, holding your breath, taking some level of exhaustion, because technically, since you're exhausted, you would have disadvantage on all ability checks. Oh, so I guess so, it would be neutral. Yeah, yeah So, but for flavor, I want to give you a chance at least to buy us to get the hell out of this situation. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're on the ice, uh, huh? but then it breaks. You're paddling in water. Uh, once again, make me another athletics to climb up before this plesiosaurus gets one more attack on you. Twelve. Another twelve. Doesn't work. Plesiosaur with advantage. Twenty-five. Good grief. <laughs> Gosh. It definitely hits. It's thir uh, 13 plus 4, so 17. 17. And I need you to make me another strength saving throw. 14. Come on now. Come on. It doesn't work. I need a 15 <laughs> as you are pulled back underwater. Uh, is there anything else around? Like, is it, are there any other fish? Any any other creatures? Uh, at the moment, not that you can see. Uh, you are mostly concerned about the blood that is now coming uh, from your body into the water being pulled very fast underwater. Uh, you're not really paying attention to your surroundings as much as you know you need to get rid of the creature who is trying to drown you. Okay, so I can't, can't see anything else. Like, no, no. You need to uh, okay. first uh, secure your uh, self and get out of being clenched. Okay, so I have my hook and rope. Can I uh, hook and rope something up above? See if I can. Yeah. Start you know what? Working my way up. I'll give you a 15 DC 15 on the D20. If you get above a 15, I will let you hook something above you as a last action device. Right. That is yeah, my last Ooh. tip of the nod as a DM for you. <laughs> what? What? Uh? What do you? What do you want me to roll? 
What do you, what do you want me to roll? roll a straight uh, d20. Uh, you know what? Let's change d20. it. I'm going to change it. Let's go percentile. I like percentile tonight. Uh, let's do a d100, and we're going to uh-huh. give it ooh, a 60. Give me above a 60, and you can... Oh, 35. A 35. Oh, I need to pour myself a shot here. Oh, how many oh. how many hit points does this thing have have left? Left, yeah, I was gonna know. Just so you know. Not that I should just yeah, it's, it's it's fine. 50. I mean you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. Fifty hit points left? Fifty hit points left. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Can I now last ditch effort? Like stab this thing, knowing that I'm probably dying. Yeah, I'll let you go down stabbing. Yeah. Uh, through the harpoon. I'll I've, give I've you. Lost har- I've lost the harpoon now. I've okay. got my my giant slayer you gave me. I'll give you two attacks, both with advantage. If you can kill this creature within those two attacks, both with advantage, then you can break free. That's my that's my last out. Twenty three hits. At 13. Okay. I mean, there's no way hey, I'm doing, I'm doing a, uh, I'll get a nat 20 right yep, here. Yep, exactly, right here. Come on. A critical failure. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> well, it had to go a 1 or a 20, and I got a 1. So. Bias. Nat, tw- Nat 20 would have done it. Nat 20 would have definitely killed this thing. That's what's crazy, is you would have had it too. Tobias, as you're getting pulled under, the cold starts to cease, and a bit of warmth starts to flood your body. You start to feel very, very calm. The darkness starts to consume you. As your vision slowly goes to a small, Prick of black. In, in a last moment, can I, uh, can I untie my famous Tobias fisherman's coat and let let it drift off into the ocean? And hope that the gang, hope that the gang finds it. Absolutely. You can okay. free your last ditch effort with your last bit of breath, spit out, and then oh your yeah, breath takes this. Uh, your 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 coat and lifts it to the surface of the water. Am I dead? Am I, am I dead? Dead? Or am I am I just uh... dead? Dead. You are no longer here, Tobias. All right, Torvro kind of a tough thing to transition to but we need to see how you're going what you're going to do at this moment and how you're going to oh jeez proceed oh. i need to drink I this feel, shot <laughs> feel through the force um two cries out and and i know something terrible has happened no, i'm kidding but dang man those are two intense things <laughs> oh boy um well i mean i think i got my information from this dude so i mean like all that i really would have left to do is 
pretty much pack up with him because he, you know, we found out the Caradin and that castle is where they're at. Yeah, Caradin. Oh. Uh, excuse me, Caradinaval is uh, where you need to go for that castle. Yeah, and I mean, so I, mean, I feel like we're we're pretty. I'm pretty good on on this end, and we'll probably just head back to uh, Nimsy's house where. I'm looking forward to my nice, my nice warm room, and no murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. About the April. Go good. I'm going to move you guys back to Lonelywood from my lovely map here as we say goodbye to Tobias. Well, I. Well. Well. Bad. All right. And that 20 could have got it. I know. You were so close. <laughs> I feel like I killed you, Tobias, because last session I said that I wasn't going to go out and help you fish for him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, could anyone tell that he was about to just dip from babysitting duties? <laughs> All right. You, you start to come in uh, to this house. Uh or I guess I should say you come to a familiar house uh, as you made your way back. There's a lot on your mind. It's quiet, maybe a little too quiet. Um, you, uh, how do you want to enter? Um, well, presumably quietly for because the children are still sleeping, I would think. Okay. And uh, roll me a stealth check. Uh, I'm a disadvantage on stealth checks. So. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. A three. <laughs> oh, you make a lot of noise, uh, but you don't quite hear any stirring or anything. All is quiet in this house. Uh, you just kind of hear the creaks and the sounds and maybe the little bit of uh, clutter uh, that you clumsily uh, made, but not bad. You're able to kind of recognize, okay, I think I'm okay. No one seems to be awake. And I look on the couch uh, where uh, Tobias should be because um, he was going to sleep on the couch and then we were mm -hmm. going to take the attic. Correct. Uh, and of course, you know, he's not there. So, um, I mean, I'm, that kind of has me scratching my head. Um, do you want to do anything? Check around? Or do I you guess, wanna... like maybe check the kitchen, see if he's up getting a snack or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, as you're kind of making your way around the downstairs, roll me an investigation. Oh, goodness. Man, 14. Oh, boy. You notice that where Tobias was looks exactly the same as when you left it. You notice that... There seems to be a bit of a light on. One last ember in the stove, giving a little bit of light to the kitchen at the end of the hallway. 
do you want to mm -hmm. proceed? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go check it out. As you enter. You see a clean kitchen. Nothing out of the ordinary. Snarls. There I is. guess. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I'm probably pretty tired at this point. And, I mean, I, I have no reason to think that there's anything going on with Tobias or Idana. So I'd probably just go up to, uh, you know, the attic and, um, you know, get some sleep. Okay. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> you oh. make your way upstairs to the attic. Uh, you see... A nice, comfortable bed, just about your size, and probably a little smaller, but you're going to make it work. You could use a good bed after all the types of sleeping that you've done, from sleeping on the cold, hard ground to all of sleeping in the snow. This bed should seem nice. Is uh, Idana, like, asleep up there? Yes. Sound asleep. And I will try not to wake her up, and I'll just I'll just go to bed. Oh my god! All right. As you go to bed, I need to roll this. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. You're able to sleep through the night just fine. And with that, we're going to end tonight's session. Holy oh. cow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I'm in knots over here. <laughs> what the balls? Where did her body go? <laughs> I'm more worried about that than me actually dying. Like she just vanished. What happened? <laughs> I didn't do that. A, a dead halfling sitting in a chair just vanished. Bloody mess of a halfling, too. Gone. What the heck? No teacups. No tea kettle. No cookie crumbs. Am I in the right house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm asleep up there. I thought yeah. I went to a wrong house. Y'all just both staying in a different house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What the heck? Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's episode of the CritCast podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the CritCast pod. Instagram is the CritCast podcast. Uh, we're even on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at CritCast. Um, if you have any emails, anything you want to send us, keep in touch. We love hearing from you. Uh, CritCastPodcast at gmail.com is the best way to uh, reach out to us. Uh, everyone, uh, say goodnight. Oh, goodnight, guys. I hope you enjoyed this crazy episode as much as we did playing it. Good night, and watch out for those vampires. <laughs> yeah, and uh, talking plesiosaurus. Yeah.
Y'all next week. (laughs) Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week for another episode of the CritCast podcast.